Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Oh, oh, I didn't get it until just now. Hey, welcome <laughs> back, everyone. Seth made a little joke right before we started that uh, <laughs> I guess was a joke and maybe it wasn't. This is episode 252 of faking movies i think it's 252 we're going with that i know we fucked up the numbering a little while ago but it doesn't really matter we are back on track 100 oh, i thought sure. it was like three minus l uh v plus 12 or whatever whatever your stupid numbering system was it got kind of oh right slang confusing yeah. there for a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. i forgot yeah. the half half two and whatnot yeah yeah Yeah. and then we did Mm -hmm. 250 and you didn't do that thing (laughs) very disappointed as i recall (laughs) um this reminds me uh well first of all before i get into that um check out our twitter i guess it's still there uh it's chugging along it has lasted way longer than i think it is to be clear our our twitter is still fine because Mariel's a yeah. pro and Mariel works very hard. It's the Twitter existence that's still chugging yeah. along. We could we can archive.org the Twitter at some point. We probably should just for, you know, possibly. I mean, we should just as like <laughs> like a courtesy to Mariel's work. I, I don't think we need yes, to archive okay. it for like our contributions to it. <laughs> oh, we have contributed almost nothing, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, we've contributed the like things she types, I guess, but like what I'm saying is I don't know that I'm proud of anything. <laughs> Why no, do you no, keep no. saying contributed weird? <laughs> I did it and then I Lee do? did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I noticed did... it immediately and then Lee did it too. Yeah. You were like, I said con- contributed con- or something. Contributed. I don't know. Con- I contributed, contributed yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, contributed. the thing I was yeah. going to bring up is uh, it, it's weird. Like we can, It's hard to remember the episode numbers. It's hard to remember any of the numbering goofs or anything like that because we just have not recorded in so long. Is oh. this the longest time between recordings that we've ever gone? You I know, think it's so. probably one of the like biggest buffers we had that has now been squandered. So yeah, I would. Oh. It might be. I mean, it's been six, seven weeks. Six maybe. Wow. Yeah. It's since yeah. it's since I uh, put more holes in my face. I That's think. true. Seth uh, visited a different um, hemisphere and put some holes in his face. <laughs> and then yeah. I, I think we maybe have recorded since since the hemisphere happened. Yeah. Um, oh, that's probably true. I also went on a very you did a demoralizing vacation. A <laughs> <laughs> sojourn. Yeah. We, we uh-huh. saw you on your vacation. So I, that part was I very lovely. That. Like yeah. uh, there there mm-hmm. were moments for sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't recommend a cross country trip to visit everyone you've ever known over of, the course yeah. of mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah. Even yeah. even at like eighteen, that seems arduous. But at our ripe old age of uh, eternity, uh, that seemed my uh, partner's shoulder is still goofed from that. <laughs> like from... just sitting down. Oh, not from throwing punches. Yeah, I mean, she's more of a bows person than a than a fist. You know, she's a real like, biter uh, too. I've seen her bite yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked in a while. We're, yep. we're I think we're gonna be full of goof juice. I I really don't have anything to bring up though. So so uh, no. do, should we get into it? Like what's what's going on? Certainly. Yeah, I think we might as well get into uh, the movie that uh, Zach is faking this week. Yeah, yep. it's been a long time coming. Um, been yeah, this has been on the list for years. Maybe. It's, yeah. There was it was always oh we should do that next and then some other like way stupider thing would come up and we'd do and like I I I for sure was tracking at different points when it was streaming places so it would be easier Mm. to do and then when we finally decided to do it it's not streaming fucking anywhere (laughs) we have to go (laughs) find it continuously confusing to me that the streaming services turn over this much like Mm -hmm. like within a month of like oh we should do that and then it's not like. Who has the time at fucking Tubi to be like, okay, what are we crossing? What hundred movies are we crossing off the list this time? Like, <laughs> yeah. why and how? I don't. Okay, I, that right. being said, I do like Tubi. Tubi is a good time. Listen, oh, no, yeah, it's it, total. Trash. If none I of the it. real streaming services have it, fucking Tubi always has our Tubi, back. Tubi, Pluto TV <laughs> will sometimes have it too. Yeah, um, yeah. Freevee, uh, the Amazon adjacent service, is increasingly oh, yeah. getting is, to be this way too. Yeah, because I. Adjacent? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. So I use I use Freevee to watch one uh, Australian cooking show, and then I use Tubi to watch a different Australian cooking yeah. show. Yeah, so. Seth did get me hooked on this particular Australian cooking show, which we were Where's not going to tell. Where's my ravioli? We're not going to tell you the name of because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's not so, good. Not Kate and Kate because that's my favorite. Oh, catering oh, show, well, catering show, catering show, yeah. catering shows, yeah. great. God mm-hmm. damn it, rules, yeah. I said wet hot rice to somebody the other day, and they're like, "The fuck did you just say?" To me? I was like, "It's all don't worry about it." I do say that in our kitchen a lot, and my partner, who has not watched the catering show, just kind yeah. of, mm-hmm. uh huh, yeah, being weird again. All right, I know you're referencing something, but I don't care. Yep. Yeah. And who could blame her? Yeah. Uh, this week's movie is called Brewster McCloud. Mm-hmm. Not Showing a particularly up. helpful title. Um, no, this. Uh, nope. I think I. Yeah. I think we mentioned this to you when we gave you uh, your cast, but uh, this happens to be, uh, I believe, the favorite movie of host of uh, aspirational sister show. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just uh, call them sister show. I think. Yeah, no, just sister. I mean, it's just sister show. So, but... so famous, famous actor and podcaster Griffin Newman. Uh, I believe uh, yeah. this is his favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I trust his taste generally, so that uh, bodes well. Mm-hmm. Or not well for me, but well for the movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, cat out of the bag. Me and Seth, within independently within five minutes of starting this movie, both said Zach would hate this movie. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we both really liked it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, based Pretty on good. the relative age of the folks, I'm going to guess it's a bit older. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sometimes yep. uh, works against my tastes, but anyway. Um, All right, so what's your cast? Yeah, I'm gonna let's start early with this because it's gonna take okay. a while uh, to get through. Seth's take uh, a while on this one. Yeah, yeah uh huh. This a is long in my text file. today. The cast here is <laughs> medium soup. The cast is four <laughs> lines long. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna do my best. There are entire sentences in parentheses in this. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's only five people. Maybe I was four just gonna people. say it's four, before it's four people. Yeah, before you 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 you've just said how long it's gonna take. I, I need you to really get across how few people this is, though. Yep, mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. is. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. We start with a parenthetical. Always a good fortuitous. <laughs> yeah, <movie. laughs> it's great. It's Seth is Seth is a master. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're starting with parentheses. Uh, there's nothing in the rule book that says air, and parentheses, bud. 
start parentheses, can't be on the end parentheses court. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that was a, that Honestly, was a Lee edit. not bad. Pretty that good. That was a Lee edit. Yeah. This is one of the few contributions I make to Seth's really wonderful okay. he does, naming he does uh yeah. he does punch up for me that one that one is tight and like the joke is obvious i appreciate it's, it and it's infrequent that i do punch up i need to i need to get across that seth mm-hmm. is the artist i oh. am yeah. i am like the the guy the producer who every every once in a while pitches a random comment and it works out sure. that's that's my role here seth seth really has a gift for this it's it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah it's a nightmare. Yep. Uh, another, let's start with parentheses. I'm going to up Shelly these people and shell out for the Duval package. I don't even know, man. <laughs> I, I, that, that was one where I was also like, I know what he's getting at. Yeah. Like, I don't know that he is like, getting at it, but I'm going to, um, you know what? <laughs> Go with God. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You just yeah. got to, mm-hmm. yeah. Put yourself in Seth's brain and just go like, probably made sense yeah, at the time. Like, I'm, I'm going to up shell these chumps. Up sure. shelly these chumps I and see. get them to shell out for the deluxe package. I like that I use shell yeah. uh, in a different mm-hmm. part of the sentence. Honestly, I like Duval package better than deluxe package, just generally. Mm-hmm. Like they should start it calling makes, it the Duval package. For some reason it makes me it makes me think of Cadillacs. Maybe because yeah. Coupe de Ville. Uh-huh. Oh sure. yeah. Sure. I could see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um Here's where I got a little confused. Uh, oh, wait, you no, don't know the 1960s troubadours like I do, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't know the you don't know the tune, do you? Mm-hmm. No, to sing no, this too. no. Mostly, I'm yeah. confused by the punctuation. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's a comma outside of the parentheticals, and then we have just walk away. Comma parenthetical. I guess it does make sense. I don't know that we no. need a comma there. I think the parenthesis no, puts you enough need of the like comma a mental... after the package part because yes. it's the next thing in the line. Maybe even a semicolon since we're writing entire sentences. I don't know <laughs> for the future. Well, anyway, yeah, keep just, going. Just please. walk away, Renee. You won't see me fall aubergineois <laughs> to the tune yeah. of famous left bank song. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's yep. Just walk away, Renee. You, you won't see me follow which okay. is uh, the Left Bank song. It came out in like 1963. Have you ever heard? Something? I think it might have been a little later than that. But that, have you ever heard the um, the Billy Bragg cover? Oh no, I haven't. It's but, it's like, really good. Uh, okay. At least the version on Back to Basics is I, I particularly okay. like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I like mean, saying Aubergineois. It's man, what yeah. a name! He is of, of all of the the people that changed their name for Hollywood, and he was just like, "Fuck you, absolutely." My name no. is Rene Aubergineois, <laughs> and you are going to have to deal with that. He <laughs> is acting in this movie. By oh the my way. god, That's is fun. he ever? And also, yeah, his it's... role in um, Always Sunny makes so much more thematic sense to me now than it even did huh. already. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am shattered to pieces. Not even oh. that. You, with I if we say more it'll it'll give things away at the okay, moment. Yeah. But yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, this one I do know the melody for. It's Stacy's Keach has got it going on. Yeah, I like yep, that one. That was true. cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's nice, nice and easy for the finish. Yeah. So we got yeah. Bud Corp. Rip Adam Se- Adam Schlesinger. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he did, died yeah. very young in his fifties, I think. Um, Bud Court, Shelley Duvall, Renee Abergenois, Stacy Keach. Yep. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Bud Court's name. Looked him up. He is a weird looking fella. You know, oh, he, yeah. he <laughs> aged into his weirdness. Like, you know how a lot he of times, did. like, we talk about, I think we, me and my partner talk about, like, there's there's versions of attractiveness that don't necessarily age gracefully, and cute doesn't always do that. You don't have uh, to call me out like this. God. <laughs> you aged from fucking uh, <laughs> cute-ass you... Elijah Wood into gorgeous-ass Jude Law, and you're just now entering in your distinguished-ass Woody Harrelson phase. Do not step to me with how handsome I, you are. Of the three of us, you are going to age continually more gracefully than Lee and I could ever possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. I'm not the sure. Only you haven't even hit your for... peak yet. You're the still only at thing, like a seven. <laughs> I've got two things going for me is I still have hair and I yeah. still look like I'm in my 20s because I'm yeah. a little baby boy. But like looking yeah. towards 40s and 50s, that is tough generally. But like mm-hmm. Seth, yeah. Seth has already leaned into like the rugged, like manly thing. Mm-hmm. And he just got two earrings. Like, oh, I can't wait mm-hmm. to see like Seth in 10 years. It's going to be fucking gorgeous. It's going to be it's going to be gray as shit. If you do not and start still... wearing neckerchiefs, I am going to be so mad. <laughs> oh, like well, nice I, I silk was, neckerchiefs. I was yeah. thinking bolo ties because I already have a lot of. Well, bolo you do ties. have a lot of bolo ties. I'm yeah. saying when you're when you're not buttoned up, you should go neckerchiefs because we know loose bolo is apparently not a thing people can do because everybody <laughs> told me that at Zach's wedding a bunch. <laughs> Even though that's not quite true, I I uh, I recently was on a job interview where I did a loose bolo and I didn't realize it till way later. How'd that go? Um, <laughs> I didn't get the job. If oh my god, if ever there was like the superpower of invisibility or time travel and we could go watch whatever the interviewer did with their partner later on that night and went, I saw the fucking weirdest thing to do. You're never going to believe. He might have been whatever the best that conversation ever, is, but I was so I, you could so not name a price yeah. that was high enough that I would not pay to see that conversation in real time. You know, in in hindsight, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a job interview. It was a night at the theater. So oh. never mind. Oh, so everybody just thought you were like cool and distinguished. Wait, and what? Artsy. You know what? No, yeah. we don't have time for this. This All is right. not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it I, wasn't I a those... job interview. It was a night at the theater. Is the least <laughs> clarifying statement I could possibly imagine. What the, unless you're yeah. a fucking actor, like. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was I, both. <laughs> I have difficulty distinguishing between events where I leave the house. Okay. Oh, okay. I that actually clears up everything. That's, all right. That's so, better yeah. than the version mm-hmm. where you're going on job interviews for funsies and just playing cool like uh Martin Short characters or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like that would be fun, but not very productive. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm wearing my Edwardian long coat, and <laughs> tell me more about this job. Oh, wow. that was a pretty good Jiminy Glicksack. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I did my best. Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, okay, so real movie. All right, tell us your movie. Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't even real have movie. Any any stumbles oh, yeah. on this one? That's right. That's how we got it. Bud Court was oh, a very right. cute young man and has yes. become a very odd looking fellow. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, he definitely, based on all of the Google images that I saw, he hit a period where he no longer wanted to look cute and tried very hard to look very masculine, and mm. it just looked really weird. Well, he's oh, like, yeah. like crazy ripped in this movie. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. But like gymnast yeah. ripped. Not like big. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's not, it's, he doesn't have glamour muscles, but he like, definitely there's a lot of scenes where he is not wearing clothing and mm. is doing pull-ups and shit. In, okay. in like very, very slim cut bikini briefs, yeah. He is Love extremely that. lithe, mm-hmm. I would say. Okay. He I looks just, yeah. like a, he looks like a, a rope, like a, a human rope. Mm-hmm. Each individual fiber. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a nerd's rope. Well, mm. that's a different. It's a good candy. It's a little, little chunky. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nerds okay. used to make a candy that was like a, a hollow licorice tube full of like icing and nerds, and I went, oh yeah, wild for that mm-hmm. shit. I remember that. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, that's upsetting. So Bud is our protagonist. Um, generally, he's a play by the rules type, never really wanting to rock the boat or even be noticed. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. with the cuteness, like it kind of felt like he'd be that kind of guy. Uh, immediately, however, he finds himself in the center of everyone's attention in his small town. He happens to be walking past a local bar one day, slinking around to blend in completely into the background, ideally, uh, when he happens to see some of the local toughs roughing up a guy. Um, they keep pushing it further and further, and like he doesn't want to move at all, lest he be noticed, um, until it appears that the guy like stops responding, or stops being alive, let's say. Uh, now he's deathly afraid, uh, because you know he had... He, uh, tries to avoid social situations just generally, let alone ones uh-huh. where you have to watch a guy die. Um, and so he attempts to make a quick exit from the whole scene when, of course, uh, our thugs notice him like as he's sort of getting away. So uh, they immediately make chase after Bud, but after years of trying to never be the center of attention, he finds a way to evade them. Uh, being a generally upstanding guy at this point, uh, he immediately makes his way to the police once he feels he's actually shaken our bad guys. So like everything is so he's like, OK, I feel a little better about the situation. Sure. Exasperated, he dumps everything that's happened all on the lone police officer that's on duty. Um, this is obviously more action than anyone usually sees around these parts. Uh, so the uh, one police officer uh, is a bit Is flustered. that Stacy Keach? <clears throat> no, uh, this person oh. is unnamed. It was originally oh. Renee, but I needed Renee later in the story. So I mm-hmm. recast okay, sure. this as Does Stacy Keach play one of the like shitty guys later in the story? Because that's kind of Obviously, his... yes. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Although he plays, well, I guess Mike, he plays famous detective character Mike Hammer a lot in real life. Um, sure. But Mike Hammer is kind of a shitty was... guy. Because he's yeah. a he's a noiry detective. Yeah. I think my mm-hmm. my I think it's Stacy Keach, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Titus, in the opening scene of oh. um, Beerfest. Yeah, I was thinking of Titus. When they're playing no. like, underground, no, the priest is not Stacy Keach. Okay, he's, I thought yeah, he looks exactly. like Stacy Keach. The priest is the guy from Lost who played Mister Friendly. Right. Yeah. Okay, I I, I had conflated scene. the guy who yeah. trapped Desmond on the island. I think. Yes. Huh. Yeah. 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 Okay, fair enough. Um, but they do look alike. You're right. They do. Yeah, they, yeah. they look like bad guys. Clearly, Stacy yeah. Keach, famous uh, weed smoking man. Oh, good for big him. old friends with Cheech and Chong yeah. in a, in a bunch of their stuff. Um, also, he was in Faking Movies movie, The Long Riders. What? I don't remember that. It's a western where all the characters were played by real life brothers. Oh, I it, barely remember I, that. It was, was the Keaches and the Carradines to... and the oh, and the guests. Yeah, and, yeah mm-hmm. right. I remember about Billy, uh, not Billy the Kid. About fucking Zach, uh, Zach Frank and Jesse it. James. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, that sounds like a thing I faked. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, the cop is like flustered because this is a very small town. Doesn't usually see this kind of action. Once he makes sense of the whole thing, uh, promises he'll go check it out. So Bud stays at the station while the cop heads out to the bar. Um, since it's actually quite close, given that this, the town is like a one-horse kind of, you know, one-street town. 
Um, Bud is beyond shook at this point, but he tries to pass the time without losing his mind as he remains by himself. Eventually, the cop comes back sort of visibly shaken, uh, declaring that he thinks Bud has witnessed the first murder the town has seen in 10 years. Oh, shit. Big happenings, big trouble. Like, again, everybody knows each other. This is obviously going to be trouble for Bud. Little China. I know. I've been... I've been trying. I'm trying to be better about interrupting. I, I really wanted to say. I appreciate that. that. This this mm-hmm. is. I wrote too much today in a real. Uh, yeah, I just kept fugue. Yeah, uh, sort uh, of fugue. Uh, yeah. uh, Lee fart noise diarrhea fugue. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we skip ahead a bit with some exposition. Uh, Stacy is the regional crime boss. He's like the top guy again. A bad guy, of course. Um, I said with a face like that, he pretty much has to be. Uh, <laughs> The dudes that killed the guy were his, like, main fellas, Uh, and it looks like the dead guy was the main criminal element of the local area and was dealt with, quote-unquote, after skimming Mm -hmm. from Stacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So and all the tracks. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the the cop also knows that Stacy is like the real deal and not to be fucked with. Like this is a problem that he has seen a murder committed by his dudes. Um, so he mentions that Bud has to get out of Dodge real quick and that he's already called the U.S. Marshals to get him into witness protection. So. Wow. But Tommy Lee what, Jones, what, what efficient yep. heads up community minded work from a police officer. I know. This is he's, truly a fictional. He is uh, both uh, incompetent yeah. because he's like a one cop uh, sort of ordeal. And then immediately it's just like call Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Um, so uh, Bud enters the program, but uh, like an even more clandestine manner than usual, because uh, I guess Stacy is like that fucking connected mm-hmm. um so only his handler has any contact like he's not even they didn't like put in his paperwork there's no record of this anywhere um because again stacy is like way bigger than anybody thought once they talked to the u.s marshals and the fbi and all that um he's so, a regular frank costello sure that's nicholson and the departed and oh, yeah yeah because yeah, sure. he runs boston it turns out he's an fbi informant uh, we watch the departed yeah. a lot here in this house in our mm. house we watch the departed a lot <laughs> um fair wait 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 i thought he um he was a uh you know a folk rock troubadour um donovan Donovan oh no, that's that's uh, that's Elvis. Yeah, what's his? Oh, um, Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello is a punk rock man. Elvis Costello is coming, uh, yeah, coming to true, my true, town, true. and I was like, that'd be really. C- would it? No, Wait, when's Elvis know. Costello coming to where you live? I think like well, without doxing, I think vaguely March. I don't, I don't recall. Okay, that. I'm just yes. trying to think like, would it physically be possible for me to get? Then again, like, do I want to see Elvis Costello play his like late career? I hang out with New Orleans musicians now yeah. stuff. No, that I want to see. I want to see kind his of late seventies, early eighties shit. Yeah, like, like it, yeah, it can't. The, the version of it that everybody wants is not going to be the thing. So it's like right. It's like, like I appreciate I... that he grew as an artist and does the things he wants to do yeah. but i want to listen to him play 90... songs from this year's model and my fucking aim yeah. is true and fucking armed forces like yeah and i'm, yeah, I'm not trying like... to pay 92 dollars for like bad seats at this yeah i don't yeah. want to listen to the songs from the fucking delivery man i did that in high school and was like <laughs> yeah it's like when i went to see bob dylan in high school and <gasps> same that was did not the same great. in college yeah. baby yeah <laughs> not great Yep, it's so demoralizing to see a musician play your favorite song that they've ever recorded. And truly, (laughs) I had at that point listened to everything, everything (laughs) many times over. I was obsessed, literally plays your favorite song that they've ever recorded. And I did not notice that it was that song for five full 
Four the, minutes. Yep. These but, these yeah. are shows that we have seen, let's say, twenty ish years ago now, and that man is still alive and still touring. I don't know fucking how. That is. Uh, <laughs> it I think I think there's yeah. going to be a new bootleg uh, edition coming out because like you know how the, the Bob Dylan always has like the bootleg things, and, yeah, yeah. and they're up to like bootleg fifteen or whatever now. Uh, my yeah. partner speculates that a new one is about to come out because of some chatter online and stuff. Sure. I just, yeah. yeah. Again, he could barely do the thing 20 years ago, and he's still... Uh, oh, no, the thing uh, is, he could very uh, do the thing. It's just that he does the thing in an antagonistic way. He, yeah. I guess, always has, mm-hmm. from what I've been hearing. Yeah. So. You know, even I mean, listening to, like, Rolling Thunder Review, stuff from the 70s, it's like, yeah. he's got Joan Baez up on stage with him, and she is trying to keep up because he's changed the song from rehearsal. <laughs> he clearly right. changed it. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good for him, but also, yeah. Uh, also fucking fuck kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he's not mm-hmm. Christian anymore. He went Christian in the 80s, and he's not Christian yeah, anymore. I remember. Like he, oh, yeah. weird. He was, is Good. Jewish, right? I think, mm-hmm. famously, yeah. 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 Speaking of people that changed their name for Hollywood. <laughs> he had a he had a whole Christian phase in the 80s. Um, yeah, okay. Speaking of weird uh, conversions, Hulk Hogan's a Scientologist now. I just found that out. It's not all that weird. He's been getting very. He's got a lot of crosses tattooed on his body. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like they're not. No, it's not. But I I feel like it's not mutually exclusive. Um, Yeah, they're like Christian adjacent. It feels like no, they're not. But like, (laughs) but but like, try it again, Zach. Try it the third time. See if it sticks. What if it is though? (laughs) I'm pretty sure Scientology doesn't preclude Christianity to a degree, but like it's. I think oh, they mostly care shit. about the money. They don't. If you have crosses or even, let's say, believe in Jesus. No, I get that. I'm going from care. the. I'm going from the perspective of the person joining the church, not the like. Obviously, yeah, yeah. they don't give a shit. Like, right. Right, yeah. right. yes. Yeah. Uh huh. It seems yep. like a strange jump for a weird like. I'm going to talk about the Bible every time people are mad at me. Person to go mm-hmm. to Scientology instead. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. but he can just say I'm gonna talk about Zenu. Yeah, I guess he made all that money destroying uh, the American internet media culture. Uh, as oh, a puppet he did of Peter bankrupt yeah. Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed Gawker, but Gawker, like, Gawker, yeah, there was, was it... a lot of repercussions to that, and yeah, and to what you could and could not publish anymore online. Right. That was like anyway, eight figures. That's in my newsletter, which <laughs> yeah. is not this show, so. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I also Your don't zine? have a newsletter, but I think it's a zine. Mm. Well, I mean, have you ever have God, you ever I made wish. a zine? I've helped put together a zine before. We all it's grew fun. up in the time period where we've all at least touched a zine for sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I yeah. think I have a bunch of my <laughs> our, our, still. Our, our sticky jam covered fingies <laughs> are all over uh, a zine yep. somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Zach, please continue. Back before Peach. Lee interrupts Peach is a big again. deal. He is the guy, perhaps. As we say, a big shit. Yes. Uh, So, unsurprisingly, our handler is René Aubergenois and is immediately kind of a bumbling mess because, you know, he's got the face for it. Um, mm-hmm. And he also like has the like physicality for it. He does. Yeah, he really does. Like it, it fits so much better. Than, Reminds yeah. me he was of, the cop um, originally, but yeah, now he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay, role. I buy that too. Yeah. Uh, him as the handler makes immediately makes me think of Rick Moranis in My Blue Heaven. But mm-hmm. oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Bud is kind of taken aback because he's already kind of terrified for his life at this point. Uh, but this isn't instilling any additional confidence. Obviously, having met Renee. Um, mm-hmm. So Rene stumbles through his usual shit, uh, noting that they'll get him a new identity and move him across the country and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
Bud just goes along with everything because really, mm-hmm. what the fuck else is he going to do? Like, he's this very oh, scared sure. guy yeah. and he's now in a very scary situation. It's all terrible. Yeah. Um, so we next see him getting off the plane and Renee meets him there uh, now in plain clothes. Uh, but Bud is comforted to see him because the rest of all this is very new and scary. Mm-hmm. So Renee hands him his new documents and shows him his new uh, trailer, which will be his home. Um, he mentions that he's even got him a new job to go along with his uh, now faked backstory. Uh, and without explaining anymore, just disappears. Uh, <laughs> so Bud is, of course, like, again, still terrified and confused. Gives him a piece of yep. paper with an address on it and says, show yep. up here tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So looking through the documents, he does a double take. Out loud, he says, Br- Brewster? McLeod? Fucking Brewster McLeod is my new name? <laughs> obviously yeah uh-huh yeah, not uh-huh. not a perfect um sort of inconspicuous name so um anyway <laughs> he he calls the number renee gave him in case of emergencies and immediately asks renee what in the absolute fuck he was thinking with this whole thing like isn't the point to be sort of like blending in and like his normal comfortable state in the world uh and renee says nah that's the old way. Uh, with these mob types, it's much better to just do a hiding in plain sight kind of thing. That way you don't feel like uh, they don't feel like they can make any moves um, mm-hmm. if you're living a public life. So you're sort of more oh. safe if there's like accountability associated with you. Right. Being like, can, so can I ask that? Is this a thing that you have learned from from like, is this is this a real thing or you just or did this you just make this up for the story? Totally made this up. Yeah, this is okay. not like because it sounds crime podcasts or anything. It sounds very like convincing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've, I've definitely seen like a movie like this or something where it's like yeah, if you get so famous that like they can't kill you without it being obvious that it was them that killed you, then like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. It doesn't mean they're not going to kill you, but it means that at least the 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 authorities don't care because it means they'll be able to catch them. Right. right. There there will yeah. be some obvious trail there for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so to Bud this sounds obviously stupid but who knows he doesn't have any experience in any of this kind of thing um and he thinks that Renee must know what he's doing. So uh-huh. We do yeah. some more jumping ahead. Uh he eventually reports the to the address that he was given for the new job and realizes it's a radio station. Huh. Un- <laughs> unconventional he thinks, but hey, whatever works. This is my new mm-hmm. life. I'm just going to go with it. Um, so he's greeted by Shelley Duvall, who's sort of the station coordinator, um, and she's excited that he's finally here, having heard so much about him. And he's surprised by this. How could that possibly be? Uh, but I guess Renee has been sort of laying the groundwork for however mm-hmm. long that, you know, they've been planning this thing. Um, so um, obviously this is a bit of a surprise to him, but he's just in like go with it mode. So uh, he does the best to just sort of roll with this as best he can. Um Shelly notes uh, the time and says, oh, we're almost late, uh, showing him to one of the doors in the main hallway. He opens it and so realizes... He's just on the air. Yeah. Yep, he opens it realizes it's a booth. Uh, so uh-huh. they work through the initial confusion a little bit, and he obviously doesn't know how this witness protection thing usually goes, so he just assumes this must be all on the up and up, and he fucking rolls with it. <laughs> um, Couple so, little Steve Winwoods. Good, good, good on him, yeah, yeah. wow. So Roll in it, in this sort of like whirlwind situation, he kind of takes to the whole radio DJ thing more than he would have guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole experience has him in like a just say yes, quote unquote, kind of mindset um, mm-hmm. for the first time in his life. And he's like figuring out that maybe he hasn't lived as much as he had thought he would. And granted, he doesn't want to be in the situation, but he's like, well, got to make the best of it. Like, here we are. Sure. Um, so some time passes and he's a genuine hit on the radio now being broadcast into bigger and bigger markets and having kind of forgotten about his previous predicament. Um, now seeing this is like kind of a weird blessing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so real uh, Fraser Crane. <laughs> well, uh, much more charismatic, I would assume. But uh, oh yeah, not just like a 
a huge piece of shit. Yeah. And I think he's he's like uh he's definitely slinging music, I think. I don't think he's doing talk radio per se. Oh, oh but, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, like yeah, a Johnny yeah. Fever from uh WKRP in Cincinnati. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh Wolfman whatever. Wolfman Jack. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Um, of course, because this is all completely insane, word eventually gets back to Stacy, who naturally wants to tie up the loose ends here on this thing. So mm-hmm. he comes to personally take care of business uh, with some of his goons. The big showdown happens in a bar where Bud is surrounded by friends and fans sort of holding court with Shelly, whom he's now dating. Um, holding Bud court. <laughs> sure enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, How about that? <laughs> that was that's a that's actually an arrest development joke uh, in season three mock trial with jay reinhold gets canceled and it gets replaced um, by a show called bud court with <laughs> wow bud court yeah, no wow. yeah. all right how well, about that there we are yeah um so uh stacy and the goons show up to the bar and bud is surprised but sort of knew this day would eventually come seeing how he's been mostly ignoring the fact that his fame and success was going to create exactly this problem that we currently <laughs> lots have. and mm-hmm. lots of attention yeah 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 um, so in that instant, however, he realizes that he has become a different person and he has the support of everyone in this bar and even the city or this like region per se. He's um, a Jackie Daytona at this point. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, right. Exactly That's what that. I was thinking yeah. too. Yep. Uh, so after some back and forth, some, some jawing, um, he stands up to Stacy, uh, to his and Stacy's great surprise, but no one else's as again, they've only known, Bud as the like self-confident Brewster McCloud, um, mm-hmm. And that he wouldn't take shit from anybody. Yeah, um, a guy named Brewster McCloud isn't going to back down. Yeah, you literally can't. Yeah, exactly. When you got yeah. when you got the town behind you, like backing yeah. you up, how could you? Yep. So there's some tense moments, uh, but eventually the bar folk all start to like literally stand up for Bud and like you know back Stacy and the goons into a corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real. I am Spartacus. And, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, Stacy sees that he's been beat. Like he can't take on like a hundred dudes in a bar. Um, so he and the goons reluctantly retreat, uh, and Bud knows that in the strongest possible way, he's finally done with his old life, and he has truly become Brewster McCloud. That was happily ever after. (laughs) Really, really cute. Yeah. (laughs) I just, again, you have to Google Bud Court and his silly face, and then, like, this whole thing (laughs) makes a lot more sense, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yep. Wait, was that the whole cast we we gave we gave? Yeah, that was everybody. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Shelly uh-huh. Shelly had a unfortunately small role. I feel like I wish yeah. I could have wove her in a little more. But um, she's got yeah. a a biggish role in the real movie. Although, yeah, okay, sort I, of. It's like it's hard to say that too. anyone it's in this really... movie has a big role other than yeah. Bud Court. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah. All right. Was yeah. this pre or post Shining? Because I know pre. her life. This is okay. this is her first movie. Oh, yeah. no shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Literally, her credit is and and tough. her credit is and introducing Shelley Long. Yeah, uh, this is a 1970 film. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Robert Altman directed it, and they li- oh. they discovered her working at the makeup counter at a department store, and we're like, yep. "Wow, you look like no one on earth. You need yeah. to be in my movie. Your face is mm-hmm. extremely unique." And we have this other guy whose face is also extremely unique, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. which is yep. a, a big part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Seth, you want to uh, pop up with that I'm de bit? Yeah, I have it. Um, but it sort of gives some spoilers in it, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> Isn't that well, the point at least of like the uh, like I a, think that's fine. 
Yeah. Well, For yeah, our but purposes. like, but it like sort of gives an interpretation that I don't think is necessary. Anyway, all right, so I'm like, gonna read if, it. If if you were like, hey, what's that movie about? Maybe I'll watch it. And then you read this thing, you'd be like, oh, that was too much. That kind. I of- think that it does sort of ruin some of the like thinking about it. Anyway, okay. Brewster yeah. McCloud is a 1970 film right. by Robert Altman. Yeah, it's an Altman. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. yep. All right. So, an introverted loner living in the bowels of the world famous Astrodome. Uh, that was. Huh. Uh, anyway, in the bowels of the Astrodome, plots to develop with the aid of a mysterious guardian angel, a pair of wings that will help him fly. <laughs> the guardian angel part is that the part you take issue with? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really do because it's not. Yeah, I so mean, like, it feels like it's kind of leaving something out. Like, would a clause that would have been helpful said something like, "After the apocalypse"? Or nope. like, no, nope. no, nope. no. Okay. okay. I mean, unless you consider everything in Houston after the apocalypse, because I for after sure watching fucking this movie, I might. Yeah, Houston I've, looks I've like a guys, god shit. One of damn yeah. nightmare. The, the only dead body I've ever seen in the wild was in Houston, Texas. <laughs> yeah. I was there for they don't three have, days and I saw a Zach, goddamn it's because they body. don't have any zoning laws out there. You know? I guess. How it is you, a, Zach, how do you feel about zoning? I was wondering after driving to your home. Oh, yeah. People around my home feel very negatively about zoning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, the place that you're talking about is basically like uh, a pirate town where people just want to build shit willy nilly. It's, it's, so very, clear it that, them. Like, it's very clear that you're, you're, the zoning issues around where you live are from a very conservative point of view of the, yeah. I want to do with my land what I want to do with it versus yes. the like liberal point of view of like, Hey, stop excluding people from having homes. Right. It, it um, is a weird yeah. microcosm of if you move two miles from that place, people feel extremely different about zoning. So Cause yeah, there's yeah. those two wild swings in how people feel about zoning. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. 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 Well, they hate it around where you live, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I apparently my neighbor told me that in our neighborhood there used to be a guy that felt very strongly about like deed restrictions and whatever, and would yell at people for like putting the wrong windows in their house. <laughs> like you have to have X number of crossbars in the window, or it is against the deed. And everybody's like, "Hey, can can you just fuck off forever? Like that's insane. Like get mm-hmm. out of here." I uh, currently rent uh, a home in the historic district where I live. And, uh, you know, since I'm renting, I don't have any say in things like this. But sure. uh, I've heard my landlord complain about uh, yeah. that type of issue before. Mm-hmm. I would Landlords love complain about windows, a lot of though. stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love windows that don't leak cold air into my home constantly. That is one of the main beneficial features of windows. Huh. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. You can have that's, windows that's that don't leak. Bob Vila podcast. You can Ooh. not often. They cost I don't a want to criminal do... amount of money. Apparently. Yeah, I don't want to do a Bob Vila podcast. Can we do a new Yankee workshop with Norm Abrams podcast? Because oh I would be. Fuck yes. Can we do a watch along. Ooh. Ooh, God, that's Ooh. gonna take a literal lifetime. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we can. That was me. And my dad used to do that every morning before I went to school. We'd watch New Yankee Workshop. I watched oh. years of that. Not realizing I really liked woodworking until very later in my life, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that seems very um, therapeutic and fun. I and sure, then, I sure out. hope this doesn't awaken anything. <laughs> deep, deep down in my my woodworking plums. Yeah, yep. my favorite thing are the biscuit cutters. Love oh, a biscuit cutter. Love a biscuit. I I own a shitty one. I'm telling you, nothing worse than a shitty biscuit cutter, though. When you yeah, you it's put almost the thing as though you have. Line up. <laughs> it's almost as though you have 
more than enough money to not shop at Harbor Freight, and yet you still do. It is exactly that problem. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway. Hey, so Brewster <laughs> McCloud. You want to hear a little yes. more about it? Absolutely. Yes. It is a very difficult movie to summarize because it is odd. It's very frenetic. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on the um, short summary. I have seen in more than one place it described as an experimental film. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think it is, for an experimental film, pretty heavy on plot. But yeah, it's, very, do... it's very tame for an experimental film. I, would I say. get it. I get yeah. that comment I, unfortunately mm-hmm. the most recent experimental film that i can think of you're is talking about skin marink skin marink which is yeah. a, an absolute piece of giant shit um uh, so if it's i not, it, it has to have more plot than that i would we, we oh we it both, has lots of plot okay neither neither of us, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. neither of us terribly liked skin marink you fucking hated it really disliked it yeah i, I didn't know what that is so. enjoy it yeah but well, you, i did you saw appreciate it I think theater mm-hmm. would have helped considerably. Oh, you you watched it at home? I watched the first 15 minutes of it at home and said, fuck this noise, never, ever, ever. <laughs> oh, it quit. gets way better. Um, I don't know. I, I like scanned through to be like, wait, is there ever dialogue? I think no. <laughs> right I want to do, I really, I really want to do an episode about Skin and with you. Just like us talking about it because okay. I, I have, have to watch so it. much. I have so much appreciation for what it was doing, even though I did not enjoy I know. it. We, we well, both talked about this. It's one of those, like, I get what you're doing. I understand it. I don't want to experience it, but I, I like, one thumb up, sort of. Also, <laughs> like, you, you you trotted out your, the what I now associate as the classic Zach critique of, they should just show this in a museum so I can walk by and leave yeah. it alone. And I just think you don't like movies. <laughs> Is maybe the actual No, it it was akin to a thing that you'd walk into a, a dark room in MoMA and be like No, it okay, really wasn't. Okay, it so okay. wasn't. Because I have walked into those rooms in MoMA and it's nothing Same. like that. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like it to me. We are going to fight about this someday. We, we should do now. a skin and rink. Uh, and Seth ha- clearly has no idea what we're talking about. So that would be <laughs> no. <even> more fun. <laughs> Not even, ever even, not fucking, even a little bit. If yeah. we could ever get not friend of the show because she won't come on, Kristen, onto the show. She apparently really liked it, I guess. This is the thing. Confusing. She really loved it. You really hated it. She I'm has the attention the span of a perfect. kitten. I don't know how she fucking possibly enjoyed My the movie, but... partner, at one point in the movie, it got too scary, and she said she stared at the seat back in front of her for the final hour of the movie. Sure. I was unaware of this. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, again, I... Any movie that elicits that range of responses is interesting, I would say, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Regardless. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we'll um, talk about Sour Patch Kids or something. Oh. You know what? Sour Patch Kids are great with a nice Mel back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the sweet mm-hmm. and also the bitter. Sour, yeah. yeah. And the dry <laughs> and the Australian. Um, and the, and the so, fucked up mouth so the alcohol goes right into the roof of your mouth. <laughs> What from the sugar on the Sour Patch Kids? <laughs> oh, oh, hey, that's an interesting idea to uh, to like um, like rough up your your gums a little bit with the Sour mm-hmm. Patch Kid before so you, you drink. You mainline all the booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like like a sheet of Sour Patch Kids are like what uh, hundred grain uh, sandpaper Ooh, at that point, maybe sixty like, yeah. even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then and then you do a uh, a horseshoe Man with it. Oh, big lipper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And you walk out of the theater and there's a bunch of cops and you're like, wait, what happened? What did I do? 
Um, you know, well, oddly I enough, mean, what do I do? <laughs> oddly enough, because I got a horseshoe of goddamn sound. They, they go, you know what you did. <laughs> considering where I grew up and like other things I've ingested in my life, uh-huh. I've never done. I've never done chew. I've never done snooze. Oh, I've dip never is. Done anything. Yeah. I I smoked for ten years. Dip is revolting. There yeah. is it's a. There is not great. Yeah. One of one of my stints in Russia, there was a guy from Alaska that that dipped, and yeah. he was just always carrying around that fucking bottle, and I was the, like, the spit cup, yeah. Connor, what the Worst fuck are thing. you doing? Yeah. It's like smoking. This is disgusting. Smoke. Everyone here smokes. I yeah. smoke here. Right. Smoke. Smoke dissipates. A dip cup is a permanent problem. <laughs> dip yeah. Cup is forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was carrying it around the university. <laughs> oh. He was carrying it around the university, and I, I was like, I noticed. I we recently flew on some planes like last week. And, Do people uh, dip on planes? Nope. They specifically say no tobacco products, including cigarettes, obviously vapes, obviously now in 2023, and chewing tobacco. And I was like, oh, oh no, they specifically call that out because they were dudes spitting in fucking iced tea bottles on planes. Uh, no, <laughs> and then putting nope. those in that thing that the flight attendant carries mm-hmm. in the bag, mm-hmm. and they were like, mm-hmm. nope, this is a war crime. Nope, never again. <laughs> no, I don't get paid enough to deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheese and grapes. Oh my god. Yeah, I can remember being in middle school at my Mm -hmm. best friend, one of my best friend at the time, uh, Bill, last name withheld. uh, (laughs) His his sleepover birthday party, and everybody was like, "Yo, what if we dipped?" And I didn't (laughs) dip because I was, and it wasn't because I was afraid. It was because I thought it looked gross. It is gross. That was like gross. I, yeah. I did it maybe a handful of times, thinking, "Oh, it'll make me smell less terrible than cigarettes or whatever." It's just awful, top to bottom. I, I think it bad. looked pretty cool when Daniel Stern did it in Rookie of the Year. Yeah, wow. you know was, he directed that movie. I know that's, he did. That's a good point. Uh, when you when you put a baseball uniform on somebody, it does yeah, change the whole yeah. Well, why do we think we all chew big league chew even to this day? That's a good point. Tiny Diggle, baby um, baseball pants, so our dicks show like that guy in that match. Rolling Stone article from twenty years ago, and uh, <laughs> oh, the guy with the giant hog, yeah, 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 and a big thing. Of it. I know it's crazy how many people remember that article. Yep. We were all of the age that we had Rolling Stone subscriptions. Yeah. Oh, right. I really Red, did. Eddie Kravitz. No, even well, he bigger, does believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? purportedly, anyway. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. both of the. Well, I haven't seen the other. I've seen the imprint of other guys' dick. Sure, Lenny's yeah. got a bit mm-hmm. going. Held. Neither here nor there. Anyway, <laughs> Lenny doesn't feel the need to show it off. His pants sometimes feel the need to show it off. That's the problem. indeed. I seem to recall a specific episode that that uh, not friend of the show Chris keeps sending us a gif of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way. Uh, but speaking of hoglog, uh, there oh. is no hoglog for Bud Court, and there really should be, and, and that's something we need to almost, talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, so let's get I, back I, into the movie. Yeah, I know, shall I know, we? I know, I know, I know. Good I just, transition, like, Seth. Thank you, Seth. I just don't like. How do you even summarize this movie? Basically, okay. I'll do. I'll yeah. do as quick as I can. Yeah, and and this is gonna only hit very broad strokes, and then mm. we can fill in gaps. Mm. Sure, Bud Court lives in the astrodome 
Yeah, he does. Already in the, uh, the, uh, uh, in, in the, like, missile, what do you call it? Uh, It's like a fallout shelter. Fallout shelter, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so kind of the apocalypse? Did a bad thing happen? No, no. I mean, again, only because Houston is already is is Uh, in the apocalypse. But no, if there's no I mean, you guys know why the Astrodome was, was created, right? It's because the, like, mayor of Houston, who was basically a crime boss, decided i want an mlb team and they won't bring me one because it's too hot in houston <laughs> so he needed a big old building with air conditioning and that's interesting that's okay. it that's Lee, the whole... as you said that i just imagined just your your face dripping with uh tobacco with milk oh <laughs> <laughs> we can do both <laughs> bud court lives in the astrodome He's yes. friends with Sally Kellerman, who we didn't give you. You know, mm. she of of Back to School and mm-hmm. Mash, oh, and right. Mash, um, yeah, and some uh, and some uh, original Star Trek episodes. Um, she sure. is apparently a literal guardian angel who is trying to convince him that he needs to fly, and that's the whole thing. Is he's building a flying machine and studying birds and training his body. And she convinces him that, like, you can't have sex because sex tethers people to the earth and you need to be able to fly. That's the thing that she's always talking about uh, is that is that, like, the reason why people like people can't evolve is because they have sex. And that means that they're tied to the earth. Okay, Mm -hmm. And And the reason why the movie at least tells us she's an angel is one. There's all these scenes of Bud like getting in trouble or like almost committing crimes where she shows up to save him. And Mm. also there's a scene where she gives him a sponge bath and we don't see any nudity, but we do see definitely no dick. And we do see her back and she has scars on her back where wings would be. Yeah. Okay. So this is 1970, but man, that feels very like early two thousands too. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like Well, Seth and I were talking about how it reminded us of, um, Cigarette Burns, the the John Carpenter movie, where um, well, the John Carpenter uh, sort of movie, yeah. Well, it's yeah. a it's a it is a made for TV movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's an angel with his wings cut off, but yeah, yeah so it was very now, very like did, similar scarification in that regard. Did um, Altman write this? Like this sounds like no, very no. much not. Okay. Well, oh boy, well, there's well, so much about that. So fast to this story that is like. That is so not the Zach. The movie jumps in very fast. Yeah, but it I I do kind of like a movie where it assumes a different reality, but it doesn't take the time to explain. Like, hey, here's the rules. There's no there's no different reality though, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's all just 1970s fucking Houston, which is a hellscape already. But there's everybody literal angel, and they're just like, just assume that's cool. Yeah, but 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 they never never, say it's an angel. It's It's never explicit. That's up to Sure. This uh, feels like but, a, like a modern day Tilda Swinton movie. <laughs> like, uh, oh, we really do. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Speaking of which, I just saw the Eternal Daughter a few weeks ago. Oh. It's, it's Tilda playing herself and her mother, and also it leaves a lot to the imagination for what's actually going on. Hmm. High Rex. Anyway. Okay. Um. Sounds hard. So, uh, Bud or Brewster, uh, he it's... has a pet raven. Yeah, sort of has a pet raven. Oh, well, that's helpful it, if you're trying to learn how to fly. I would assume kind of follows well, him around. Here's the thing that we're not getting yeah, to. Yeah, but the, here's the, the whole, whole fucking of the other thing. 
Okay. Which he's is gonna he's a, trying to build wings, but yeah. there's a there's a a, 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 a a serial killer in in Houston who has been strangling people. Wow. And at the end of the movie, we do learn that it was Bud Court. For oh. definitively, he does admit that it was him. He says it oh, okay. uh, to um, to to Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Yeah. After they have sex, spoiler, um, mm-hmm. which tethers him to I like the that. Earth. Two weird people um, having sex is fun to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, every time he's about to get in trouble, not every time, but a lot of times, you see like him in a confrontation, and Sally Kellerman's there and kind of helps him out of it, and then you see bird shit land on a person and then the next scene is that person is dead yeah so like <laughs> over and over and over again it happens like maybe five or six times so like, uh Keach almost... is one of them yeah this and is, he's an old a, face this is a serious intense movie. old face oh, it's, it's no it's a comedy it's a it comedy. comedy okay Man, yeah, so St- St- Stacy Keach plays like a old capitalist that sort of exploits horrible old exploitative landlord. Yeah, yeah. Given the he... context that you guys have described, you need that character, and you also oh, need well, that character to but die. he does well, He gets last... murdered in the first like five minutes. Yeah, yeah sure. it's like he lasts maybe ten minutes. So mm-hmm. basically, yeah, yeah. he's like going around doing collections, being shitty and racist, and dropping hard f's everywhere. The F slur, as we've come to call it, nineteen seventy. Yeah. yeah, but even like it's gross. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- this is the thing: is all the people he kills are horrible people. They're all like capitalists and racist like, and or homophobic and true. or yeah. It's a right. it's an so, extreme Robin Hood kind of sitch ish. Or no. Yeah, I guess the the stealing from the rich, giving to the poor portion is him not getting arrested for things, right? But, or yeah. just like eliminating bad people or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's mostly yeah, yeah. like he uh, a corrupt cop tries to steal a camera that he stole from him, okay. and that it's like Sally Kellerman helped him steal via distraction. Yeah, okay. and but but like the cop is like plants drugs on him in the zoo when he's taking pictures of birds the so he can zoo? learn bird oh. mechanics. Man, this... Um and then and he was a narcotics cop and he just ends up dead immediately as soon as a bird shits on him. So now there's like a runner through the movie of like a really poorly rolled uh, joint just moving around through different characters and stuff. And yep. Uh, one of the other things that uh, runs through this movie is a uh, cop gets called in from San Francisco. A super cop. Who is a called. parody a parody of Steve McQueen in the movie Bullet. He is dressed exactly like him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing baby blue contact lenses that eventually one of them falls out. Otherwise, you would never know that he was wearing contacts the whole time. Yeah. Um, and he's supposed oh. to try to catch this killer. And he ends up killing himself when Sally <laughs> Kellerman, like, helps Brewster out in a car chase and crashes yeah, the cop's a- car. There's Big, no long car chase order <laughs> to this description we're giving you. It's yeah, just... I was gonna say. I, so I, we have now all we're on episode two fifty two. We've all mm-hmm. created, let's say, I don't know, seventy eighty plots each. Now sure. At this yeah. Uh huh. Also, I've maybe seen... a little less than that because we used to have a lot of guests. Sure. Yeah. Have now seen thousands of movies uh, ourselves, and like when you hear a plot like this, it makes me always wonder, like where like do you have weird like you just open the dictionary and you go angel yep that'll work and then like open it again and it's like mm-hmm. the zoo mm-hmm. that'll also work and like like what the f- where does this kind of shit come from I don't know. well so so shelly <laughs> so duvall's frenetic. character is a 
is a a uh, tour guide tour guide at the at Astrodome. the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she takes a shine to to Bud Court, and she uh, drives a really fucking dope Plymouth Roadrunner that she mm-hmm. stole oh. from a guy who tried to rape her. Yes. Um, oh, double good. Great. <laughs> yeah. Who, right. who then gets killed by Brewster later? Who? Yeah. Who later yeah. like shows up trying to get his car and then is sure. murdered. Roadrunner mm-hmm. because he because he gets bird shit on him. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, and something I didn't notice that Seth did is Sally Kellerman, uh, when she's helping out in the car chase by getting in the way of the cops, she's driving a gremlin. Uh, ah. You know, at, like in the World War II context of gremlins are fucking up our planes and stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. it was also like an yeah. early gremlin. It's a 1970 yeah. gremlin. So kind of like, a cool gremlin, I mean, yeah. Barracuda, like famously amazing muscle car. Gremlin, famously very shitty piece of trash car. <laughs> yeah, but it's like souped up and is okay. like right. very good She's at She's ripping some shitties shit. in this fucking <laughs> yeah, gremlin. She yes. Love to see uh-huh. it. Love to see it. Okay. Constantly derailing the cops and mm-hmm. everything. Um, um, I feel like before I, I, we've everybody enough... everybody wants to fuck Brewster. By the way, yeah. There's a, there's another cool. character, I mean, yeah. uh, and I don't remember the actress's name. Who's uh, who salt. steals something? Something salt. Yeah, um, she steals Baruka. food for Brewster from the health foods from the health food store and brings it. Jennifer to him. Salt is her name, mm-hmm. by the way. And there's a sequence where she's like, there's two sequences where she like watches brewster working out and masturbates but like yeah uh-huh. under under a blanket yeah where we can't see her and she can't see us I, like, th- I, this I movie know. doesn't seem to know what it wants to be <laughs> i'm so well confused i haven't even that. gotten hold on oh, oh we're not because there's a there frame yet, narrative dude oh yeah God, there's a frame dude. narrative oh i forgot about What's, the frame is narrative this, is this a robert altman blank check like who yeah it is it very much is his okay, first I was movie like, who would have read this script yeah, and been like mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense let's definitely well, that's oh, the thing is well, this wasn't this wasn't the thing. script to the movie zach that's this a is whole what, other yeah, thing this is different okay. yeah got it okay um, got it. okay so, so the frame in. narrative is renee abergenois and yeah. right we haven't even a, gotten to him yet yes <laughs> a professor giving a lecture about birds and yeah, it's he's just like an ornithology professor or something yeah sure interspersed throughout the movie it just pops in at random points I'm it's sure like, there's. It's not random because the things about birds he's talking about. It's very thematic. He's the, like thematically. Oh, this oh. is the mating habit of mm-hmm. most like, yeah. uh, most South American birds. Sure. They you know show off in this manner. Yeah. And okay. it, it, but the thing it, about it is, over the course of these scenes, he's turning into a bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that much has been sort of clear, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. Rene Aubergenois oh, oh, not but is literally okay. turning yeah. into a bird, and I don't mean uh, figuratively. Wow. He is literally turning into a bird. Like he's Brewster is it. is okay. building a bird machine. Yep. Yeah, Rene Aubergenois is turning into, into a physical a bird. bird. The, he's yeah. constantly squawking, right? And right. Well, like that... his nose elongates. Yeah, you, he, you could have starts done, growing feathers. Could have done worse casting in that case. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that so kind of makes sense for him. It's, it's so perfect. This, the, uh, also, the the description as experimental cinema makes increasingly more sense. Yeah, yeah. this sounds yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, uh, hell, the opening, the literally the opening, you know, where you have the uh, mm-hmm. the Lions Gate lion, the, the, the M- MGM, the lion roars. Sure. For MGM, yeah, for instead of the roar, it's Rene Abrishenwa <laughs> saying, <laughs> "No, no, no." Oh. I I forgot the first line. That's what he says. He makes really? the sound and he Whoa. goes, oh, I forgot the first line. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob was just like out of his fucking mind then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because so, because he threw away the script. Yes. Got it. 
Mm-hmm. And the screenwriter had it in his contract that he had to be the sole credited screenwriter regardless of any rewrites. So he then went on to like take out a bunch of ads in Variety and try to sue him and uh, Altman and stuff. So was, like, yeah. was Altman doing this to spite the writer? Like No, he just didn't no? like it. Oh, okay. Which he, makes me confused as to why he took the movie in the first place. Yeah, yeah, if you just want to make your own thing and like then just make your own thing. Like why I think yeah. he probably got into it and then was like I actually no he liked I, the idea I, I of the flying machine probably and didn't want to get sued for like lifting mm. portions of the story mm. right okay yeah um so the, the ultimate end of the movie is Brewster does have sex with Shelley Duvall and he confesses <laughs> that he's been the killer and okay. then he sends Sally Kellerman away saying like you were wrong I can have relationships with humans and this is a really really upsetting scene because sally has like this emotional reaction that like she makes this it's the sound i can only describe it as the sound of someone's heartbreaking yeah it's it's like both unearthly and a very like a a sound that you recognize immediately but Mm -hmm. it is it is very ethereal at the same time it's it's a beautiful scene. It's like so, a really, so really good yet scene. Yet again, it, it turns a little serious when it needs to, but like it mm-hmm. is sort of absolutely yeah. absurd when it doesn't need to. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah. So she leaves along with his raven. And then he, in the meantime, Shelley Duvall has contacted, because one of her things is she like, she I've, she's got all these boyfriends and a lot of them are in high places. She contacts this ex-boyfriend of hers who used to be like, who is connected with the, the mayor or whatever. And uh, I think the governor, actually. The governor, sure. What? Yeah. Yeah, because Houston is the capital of Texas, mm. so that makes sense. Um, is it? I don't I know. It no. doesn't matter. Austin it's is fucking the capital Texas. of Texas. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, they they come with the cops to come after Brewster. He's like 50 fly- cop cars. Yeah. yeah. He's flying around the fucking Astrodome with his flying machine, and it looks like the most strenuous thing that ever happened. Yeah, because he literally has to flap his arms in a particular motion, and because it looks like it looks like a bird motion. Yeah, right. Well, I was gonna say, like, and, if, if and he doesn't flex fly, the middle of his body in and out at yeah. the same time, if he yeah. doesn't fly at the end of this, what the fuck are we even doing? Like, that's... yeah, no. So he's <laughs> okay. flying around the Astrodome. In, indoors, well, as Lee noted mm-hmm. earlier. Well, yeah, because it's the Astrodome. Because <laughs> yeah. the Astrodome. Yeah. Dome. And then he, I guess, becomes exhausted because yeah. he's tethered to the Earth. And it's a really and... heartbreaking because he gets, like, you can see him getting sweatier and more mm-hmm. and more exhausted. And he starts shrieking as he's doing it, like his muscles are literally ripping apart. And he crashes into the infield. And then it zooms, it pulls out, and suddenly there's a giant audience, and there's a circus, yeah. and every character from the movie is now a circus performer, and they all take their bows, except for Brewster, who when they say, and Bud Court as Brewster McCloud, and, and they pan this... down, and he's still crumpled up, destroyed on the ground. Wait, yeah. they they call out Bud Court, the human Bud Yes, Court. they call out everyone. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody. Wow. They're like, Shelly Duvall, and she's like wearing clown makeup. And, she looks like and, Sally oh from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, actually. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Yeah. And, and, wow. and they're like, Stacy Keach, and he's like, I don't know, wearing a top hat or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but they're all dressed as circus It was actually now. the yeah. Barnum and Bailey circus that performed um, that bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the murders we left out, Margaret O'Brien, who plays the Wicked Witch of the West in the the um, 
in 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 the the Wizard of Oz, it yeah. plays a character in the beginning who gets murdered for being mm. racist. Um, yeah, she's yeah. was she racist. a thousand in nineteen seventy? What <laughs> she was old. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, wow. she had I, certainly mm. recovered from all of the Melting. second and third degree burns that she got during the Wizard of Oz. The, well, the asbestos yeah. snow. Well, they might not have known about. Oh, that, that was just on Twitter today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Wow, what a um, fucking bizarre ending. Like, yeah, this so movie, the movie... This does seem... Like, on paper, the thing you're describing is a thing I want to watch, but I feel like 10 minutes you into this, I'd be like, absolutely not. This is absolutely crazy. You would absolutely despise this I movie. I think 100%, because it's okay. too frenetic. Like, it doesn't have narrative threads that really stick together that well, sure. other than the bird shit. Well, I yeah. Yeah. I think this movie really would... Because uh, Seth and I watched it, we found a stream... Thanks to our good friend, uh, friend of the show, head of the street team, Kevin, finding a magic website. That oh I won't my god! Blow yeah, spot. I won't blow the spot so up. Good. We cannot yeah, talk about so it because it might good. go away if we talk about it, and it cannot mm-hmm. go away. <laughs> it yeah, cannot go away. So I need good. it in my life. Yeah. It's so um, good. We watched it on there. Uh, yeah, but this movie's only a hundred minutes long. Like, yeah. It's, god damn. I just okay. Yeah. What. Uh, production notes money like i need to know all the details like oh, how the fuck okay. did this even happen well, so the script was a nightmare insane nightmare completely sure. rewritten on the fly to the point where people were finding out what their lines were the day of. takes yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's not all that surprising given what you've already said about this uh-huh <laughs> yeah um <sighs> my favorite trivia that i found oh uh, yeah this was the trivia. original title so the title of the movie in in the original screenplay that basically got thrown out was uh brewster mcleod's amazing sexy flying machine <laughs> well that is bad to be fair <laughs> <laughs> so is brewster mcleod Th- that offers zero information about what uh, is this yeah. movie like uh, just a name like i mean nothing. the, the tagline also... is uh something else from the director of mash Okay, yeah. I mean that yeah. that's the most honest thing I've heard think, this far about this. Yeah. I think it I think as like as people in the era that we grew up, we don't appreciate how much of a cultural phenomenon MASH was cuz mm-hmm. I've seen trailers to movies from around that time period that actors from MASH were in and every single trailer stopped to say it's that guy that was in MASH, in yeah. case you didn't notice. I mean, like, we we did... And um, I'm ta- I don't even mean, like, the next year. I mean, like, for the next 10 years. Yeah, we... Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. The Alan Alda movie we did, uh, 1986, where he's the professor that's making the movie or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that was truly just like, oh, he's well, the right, guy Well, right, but that was even... <laughs> that was... But that was the TV show. Yeah. yeah I guess he so. wasn't in the yeah, movie. Yeah, we're oh, talking okay. about the like, movie. Oh, I yeah. didn't know those were different folks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, some... There were some people who... Hmm. Who went who reprised their roles in general? In gen, yeah, Uh, because like I think Alan Alda's character was played by Elliot Gould. Yes, um, correct. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. Um, Yeah. But like Mash was so much bigger of a cultural phenomenon that I think we assume it was. Yeah. That like anything with Mash stink on it was gonna make money, Mm -hmm. or at least it was going to get made because people thought it was gonna make money. Yeah. 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 So the the very little money information that I found, which was through the um, the AFI catalog, I'm so through, glad you found that website. And not through anything yeah. else, but yeah. through AFI, was it cost five point six million? Yeah. How much do you think it made? Oh man, probably 
Less? Well, no. Okay, so if it had the mash stink like we were just talking about, like it did have the mash stink, then people what? probably want to see it. It came, out, it came out less than a year after mash. Yeah, and if but I I would assume once people, once the first wave of people went to see it and were like, I don't understand, then like word probably got out pretty quick. I'd There's I'd a say whole bunch of scenes about turtle shit. And yeah, the relative I, mm-hmm. existence. And of movie it. tickets didn't cost very much back then. I'd say three mm-hmm. million. I'd say three. It was uh, one one point three. Okay. Wow. Also, <laughs> th- this movie, this is Altman's follow up to Mash, and it came out less than a year after Mash. There are scenes in it that directly parody Mash. Yes. Oh, there's there's several there's several scenes where um uh what, what's her name uh, Kellerman uh, yeah yeah Stacy Keller or Sally Kellerman mm-hmm. like does scenes from Mash weird mm-hmm. and he, like looks at like, the camera to say like hey you remember man was Altman just like mm-hmm. on acid this whole time like this doesn't Maybe. make I any sense well, i know he was a big alcoholic i don't know yeah, okay. like, yeah. but he i mean he's done many famous things after this like he he did he has like 40 movies right he, like he, his, this was not the end for him. his yeah. his resume is extremely uh yeah accomplished yeah and varied very for that weird matter. um yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I, I read about this movie is it has perhaps the largest uh, premiere screening of all time because they premiered it in the Astrodome and oh, there were Christ. like 30,000 people. <laughs> From and like 30,000 Texans, most importantly. Yeah. They must a have lot been of them were, very confused when they saw A lot of them movie. were in their cars. They let people drive their cars into wow. the outfield to watch the movie. That and is also, amazing. Also, that cool apparently... Shit. They couldn't get the sound synced. Well, I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's Holy like, shit. Uh, it's one of these things. Lee, today you told me about one of the newest Tilda Swinton movies that is constantly on Memoria. Tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. only way you can see it is by seeing it in the one city that it is in at any given time. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have no interest in this, but the fact that it's that thing makes me want to be a part of the mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. If you told now, me I could drive my car into the Astrodome, I would have been like <laughs> four, five thousand dollars Like, I'll pay whatever yeah. you want. Like, I don't care. Hell but, yeah. Yeah. Get me in there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's, I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the, the, this is just a thing that just from my own reading about the Astrodome in random Wikipedia fugues, um, the like mayor of Houston at the time was essentially like a crime boss, but not a criminal. A, like he was, the, he was the, yeah, he was, he was like an old school New York, mm. uh, Tammany hall kind of mayor where he ran the whole oh, show. Sure. And he was the reason the Astrodome happened. He did all this work right. and the character of like the governor or whatever he is in this movie is explicitly based on this guy. And the dude didn't notice it to the extent that he <laughs> was the one promoting the movie like a wild man before he yeah. ever saw it. Like, yeah. Eh, oh, yeah. yeah. There was like, uh, yeah, he's having like weird sex parties that they're trying to get the the, the all the cops to go to and things. Mm-hmm. And some, yeah, they want the famous cop to come to the sex party and he can't come to the sex party. So like, well, what about the Astros? Will they come to the sex party? <laughs> no, they're on a road trip. Well, do you know any astronauts? Because NASA's here. <laughs> That's like, true, yeah yeah fuck mm-hmm. me this does sound like like if you're like a shelly duvall for instance like my god if you're like i'm a 
trying to get into the scene kind of person. And she wasn't. She wasn't. She, she was, was just a working, random person. No, that's working what I mean. a like, normal nine to five. Right, right. And but, Altman but, was like, be in my movie. Yes, because you look strange and like, that's cool. Can you imagine being on set or like on the press tour? I don't even know if they did that in 1970. Whatever. No. But like, uh, imagine her uh, being like a, let's say, normal person and then experiencing this whole fucking oh, sure. circus yeah. of insanity like that must have been so fun <laughs> to be like wait yeah. is this how movies work and then i guess yeah. well, then she, in the shining she, and, and the literal is. barnum and bailey circus right was yeah. Involved. <laughs> yeah that that's a real weird like first one to come up on yeah. mm-hmm. well and the thing is shelly duvall exclusively worked in altman movies for like the first seven years of her career yeah oh, and okay. then she did i think it was the shining yep and yeah. she did a different movie and then he said, "Okay, well, I'm never going to work with you again." Yeah, uh, uh, she's had a which very... was not true because they made because they made Popeye together. But oh, no, <laughs> right? She played olive oil. Yeah. She, yeah, who else? She does look like olive oil, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, she like the the ta- like the thing about her being discovered for this movie was no one on earth looks like you. Mm-hmm. You need to be in a movie. And watching this movie, no one on earth that I have ever seen looks like Shelley Duvall, yeah. and it is. Yeah, like it's captivating. To, to be fair, with yeah. the four people that you gave me, they are all extremely unique, like mm-hmm. in their looks mm-hmm. and also sort of uh, general mannerisms or auras or whatever. Like, yeah, like that kind of makes fair. sense. Yeah, and I I understand that even more now with Rene Abergenois after seeing him yeah. turn into a bird, but, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is why I think now, like him being Sweet D's drama coach in high school right. makes so much more sense because she is the big dumb bird she and sure she is. was coached yeah. by the big dumb bird, yeah. like that's the OG true. big dumb bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, man. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of. I maybe I'll like look up some YouTube clips or something. I, I don't think I, I want to watch the whole movie, but I, like I don't think it sounds you would, interesting you would... enough. Like you would, I don't think you would get the sort of like vibe. genuine weirdness yeah. Yeah. of it without yeah. watching. And There's a granted, car chase where they drive on train tracks and they keep cutting back to a train and no one gets hit by the train. Yeah, that, no one. No I one. was, I was so frustrated, but I was like, oh no, there! I got blue balls from oh, nobody no. getting getting yeah. pancaked by that to, train. To be fair, given all the information that I've heard tonight. Uh, that sounds like the least weird thing about this movie. But... <laughs> oh, but it was, for me, it was like one of the most frustrating because sure, everything sure. else I could take in stride and yeah. then the like, the, the, the smash cut yeah. from cars driving across a railroad bridge, <laughs> train coming, cars driving across a railroad, yeah. train coming, cars, train, cars, train, it, uh, nothing. It turns into a Tim Robinson sketch at some point. Yeah. 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 You know, honestly... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Um, it was. I was very frustrated. Mm-hmm. I right. loved it though. Well, I didn't. I love liked it, it a lot. But I liked. I liked it <laughs> a lot. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is. I. I think this is better than most of the movies we do. If. If you have to think about whether or not you loved or hated it, it. That speaks yeah, volumes, uh-huh. unlike some of the movies where we watch were like uh, m- more recently, uh, My Blueberry Nights, where we were, mm. Seth and I were just like, fuck that. Nah, that was such nah. a just absolute turd straight up. It was yeah. so boring. I, w- I, yeah. do, I would really, if I ever saw this like screening somewhere, I I would love to see this. In a I do. Theater, I do think that yeah. it would do better in a theater setting. I think the, yeah. the, 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 the like environment of being 
engrossed in it because you're in a movie theater would make so much difference for yeah. this movie yeah. also again just yeah. like taking a swing like i it it obviously is a different vibe of uh cinema of the paradise but like was getting uh-huh. those kind of uh thoughts where it's just like somebody had a vision in their brain of a thing that like could exist and they just wanted to make that thing and they really did and maybe it's not for everybody but like they really did the thing that they set out to do. And I don't know. Wait, I think this what were you comparing more, it to? I think this is more of a mishmash. But yeah, oh, sure. Uh, Cinema of the Paradise. Wait, no, uh, the, um, Phantom. Phantom of the Phantom. Paradise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, one of my favorite movies. Right. Mm. But it's it's one of those. You things. know, it's odd you say that because Bud Court and Paul Williams are kind of. I. They look very similar. They're yeah. very similar. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. Paul Williams when I first looked yeah. him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. that Rocky Horror is like a maybe more exaggerated example of this. But like, it's like, man, somebody really had a vision and they really did make the yeah, thing that they set I out to think, make. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not for I everybody, think, yeah. but it is. You know, the my thing. my Christmas. You know, my Christmas present. My partner was. It was the Phantom of the Paradise soundtrack on vinyl, a thing I've been looking for. Oh for my god, years. <laughs> Holy she shit. got it from France. Le- Jesus. You, okay, you're going to have to add seven more rings, six more necklaces. Just come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's, wow. That's a lot. I have been thinking about at least another necklace, like one more necklace for sure, <laughs> but I don't know. Oh, I can, I can make you a necklace. You can? I'd love that. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, <sighs> I got to be honest, making chains is a annoying pile of shit. Yeah. Sure, that sounds about right. Tedious and long. I, I really hate making chain, but I'll 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 make you some pendants. Mm, I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, regardless, this there. movie is a crazy ass mishmash. It's a lot. That it's that's lot. the right two word summary. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like <laughs> so. Why don't we get into ratings, shall we? Sure. Yep. Okay. So the IMDb rating with uh, 5,300 votes. I bet, it's, I bet it's really high. I bet it's weirdly high. I know it didn't make a lot of money, but like, that's it? He's the such only, a famous director. The only people that would have rated this on IMDb are people that like it, like Griffey Nooms. Like, it has to be in the sevens, I'm going to I I suspect that there's a cabal that rated this movie because the rating is 6.9. Oh! Okay. Ooh! All right. Nice, nice, nice. So, I, yeah. I knew it would be sort of high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, so, you're close, Zach. Yeah. So, Lee, take it away. Sure. Original, uh, I... I was like so close to being sucked in. And I think the problem was watching it on a computer screen, mm. balancing that on my lap while chasing the cats away from whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I reserve the right to re-rate it at some point. If I ever get to see it in a more like conducive circumstance, you, you but... realize this is the, you've already, you've not rated it yet. This is already the most Lee rating of all time. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I'd like to see it on like a, you know, a real screen in the Indian that's like really close to my house or whatever. It's not a big deal. We're members. Even not though a I big deal. Hate, I hate where I live, but there is an indie theater like a couple blocks yeah, away. So that's where they call. Yeah. Johnny, um, Johnny, I finally watched Avatar one for the first time in a theater and it was really fucking good. Yeah. Fucking. All right. <laughs> I know I edited that episode. Did it come out yet? Because I talked about it for a long time. In that episode. I, it wasn't sure. me. I didn't edit that one. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I think this movie could really benefit from 
a situation where you're have undivided attention. Captain. That being said, yeah. that being said, I still really liked it. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Zach, your movie was delightful. Eh. It was a capital D, a lowercase e, and a capital lightful. <laughs> uh, I really, I love the ending, especially of like the, you know what? Maybe this person, this, this hiding in plain sight, maybe mm-hmm. this is who I really was the whole time. And like, even if it's not, I, I've got all these people here to support me, and and this is this is me, this is my life, and I love that. It's, it's such a positive message, and I think it's an eight. Oh, I appreciate that. I it is really the thing we all want in our lives, right? Where you're just at a place, and there's people that love you around you, and then mm-hmm. like they all just go, "Hey, no, everything's fine," and yeah. And God, also, that, you that literally have a job thing. where the job is that people listen to you talk. Oh, no, I do this, this is the thing we're literally trying to do right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there is. That. I do like that, especially the hiding in plain sight sort of thing, which sort of mirrors this because, sure. um, and it's not a thing we talked about, but uh, Brewster is oh, right is constantly wearing a Waldo uniform. <laughs> What for the camouflage? Obviously. So, from what I can tell, well, it's so like first before of all, Waldo existed, yeah. where's no, Waldo no. slash? No, I, the, slash the joke where, is that Waldo wears a famously conspicuous thing. Yeah, well, no, yeah. no, no. But that's Listen. not the thing. Is the thing is where's Waldo slash Wally, depending on what country you live in. Sure, uh, wasn't created till the eighties. Okay, but he's this so is, you're, this you're is saying ten literal years prior, white and red striped sweater. White and red striped sweater and the same glasses. Yeah, just like big, giant, owl-shaped Circular, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've looked it up online, and from what I can tell, there's no connection. There's no direct acknowledged connection. But there are a lot of people online who are like, I just watched Brewster McCloud, and I'm pretty sure Where's Waldo is a ripoff of Brewster (laughs) McCloud. Because he dresses the exact same way, and his whole Brewster's whole thing in the movie is hiding in plain sight. Yeah, he's also always movie, like, yeah. but Bud are, Court just like lends himself to that thing. Apparently, yeah. yeah, it's just like people are always looking for him, and he just like is wandering around the background, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. like in frame, not noticed, yeah. surrounded by people. Like, yeah, it's yep. it's it's weird. It's super weird. I clocked this like halfway through the movie and I did a bunch of research and I was like, fuck, (laughs) everybody else has noticed this. No one has acknowledged it. Like, what is going on? Yeah. 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 But he definitely wears the striped outfit and the Mm -hmm. glasses and the like being a weird nerd. Anyway, um, as for me, for the original, um, I don't think I liked it as much as Lee. It, it. It is a little more frenetic than I tend to to like. Um, See, based on your reaction, I thought you were gonna like it more than I did. But I like. I think I like parts of it a lot. I I mm-hmm. I I wish that parts were more fleshed out. Like, um, I sort of would like there to have been more um, Sally Kellerman sort of like. Yeah, the connective tissue is where it really falls. Right. The, the, yeah. the, the, when, you, the, when you throw the whole script out and just wing it, I mean. Right. <laughs> well, like the, the sinew of the angel and sort of like building an Icarus-like mythos sort mm-hmm. of thing going on there. I think I would have liked that better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna give this a uh, uh, similarly a six point nine. Okay. Um, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. nice yeah, nice. I I know we didn't talk about it much. I mean, we got to it just because it's so shocking. But like, there's something about that ending, the like mm. the circus ending, that really works. For the me. circus ending <laughs> was really good, and and just that 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 heartbreaking scene, final cut. To Brewster? No, no, no. The heartbreaking scene where Sally Kellerman is like, "You're oh, tethered. Leaving. You're tethered to the earth." Uh, I'm gonna let out a shriek, and I'm just gonna slowly walk out the door. Mm-hmm. And like, it's really like, it's really it like really sticks with you. I thought it was really really good. Um, yeah. But again, without the context of all the other insane bullshit, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I do but, really these are the best movies these ones where it can either just based on personal preference or even mm. the mood you're in when you're watching it go oh, like sure. a three or like oh wow that's like one of Absolutely. the best movies i've ever seen in I my mean, life like, yeah for perspective very i've been funny. thinking about it for like five days now just right just mm. constantly thinking yeah, about it yeah that is fun yeah. yeah it does it does stick with you and there are certain certain parts of it that really do stick with me um which is you know great um as for zach uh you know i love uh i love a good um um you know in the end all the power is because he gets to talk and and is um able to live on his own i'm gonna give you a seven okay just eked it Love to see it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's nice. It's a yeah. win. A win's a win. A win's yeah. a win. Again, I, mine was very long, and I realized I got to the end, and I was like, I think I spent too much time on the not important parts and not enough time on maybe the important parts. But uh, It might have just felt that way because I interrupted so frequently and abundantly. No, not I think, this time. I think you guys did actually quite good this time. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah that's because we're great and perfect. Yeah, generally. I agree with that. So. Just Speaking like of which, um, just like my cats, Seth. <gasps> that's true. <laughs> Indeed, Seth, you'll be doing a movie next week. Lee, do you want to introduce the movie that Seth will be? Doing I am not week? looking forward to this. I, I you want guys to give you tell me. I want to give you was. this gift that we've been talking about for I don't know two, three weeks now. Yeah, Seth. You guys, recently, what? I found I found out about a movie. Uh, a movie starring some very famous people. Weirdly, a famous. movie starring some a movie starring some very famous people. Maybe before they were famous, maybe not. We'll let you decide. Tell me. This movie is called Blue Juice. Blue <laughs> Full stop. Blue, Blue Juice. Blue can, Juice. Can you imagine a better title for yourself, Seth? Blue Juice. Can I give you? I'll just. I gotta tell you some I'm of the so people. So frustrated. So it's already you and you and McGregor and Catherine Zeta Jones are in a movie called Blue Juice. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. The fuck am I supposed to do with this information? Blue Juice is. That's up to you, baby. Such a better title than most of the ones we do. <laughs> Blue Juice is a more useful title for our purposes yeah. than Brewster McCloud. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. Oh, well, I would have been like, term mm, cloud. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I attempted a chop and screw. It didn't quite work mm-hmm. out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have the skills that you have, Seth. It's just, you know. 
It's a, a very particular set of skills. Right. <laughs> yeah, my particular set of skills is completely unuseful. So blue, yeah. blue juice. Blue All right, juice. Blue juice. Blue. Yeah. We'll get you the rest of the cast. Later. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got. I, sad. I got, sad, but not go surprised ahead. that there's only one movie called Blue Juice. It would have been great <laughs> to do a double Blue Juice. <laughs> Can you even yeah. fucking imagine the the fact that one movie exists called Blue Juice is a miracle? So, yeah. Zach, how quickly can we make an independent film? Um. Well, <laughs> I don't really know what that entails. Uh, I don't know. Probably like a, a two days. Two days. What are you doing this weekend? I mean, the movie, the town I live in is all jazzed up and jizzed up about <laughs> movies. True. Like, I might be able to pull it off. Yeah, if you get the right people on board, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you could just fast track. Ridiculous. I'll just go hang out by the movie theater and with a sign that says "Actors Wanted." That would do it in thirty seconds, I would assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a movie called Blue Juice. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, twenty seconds in that case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Oh, jeez. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for this. Yep. Yep. You're mm. welcome. It's really good. <laughs> I'm not. I, did you actually watch it? Do you no. know what happens? Oh no, I think it's no. We I think it's gonna not be so good on that part. We but. found it on <laughs> streaming on the Redbox website. Nah. Yeah. Uh, it's another for one free. I think yeah. Lee found it, and then we went. Wait, does this exist? And the answer is barely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. So, All right. Thanks. Juice. Thanks, fellas. All right. Well, well yeah. Until until next time. Blue juice. <laughs>